This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. My beloved brothers and sisters, we praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We thank Him for everything He has given us. And we ask Him to bless every single one of us and to grant us all goodness. My brothers and sisters, the seeds of guidance are only sown by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is the owner of guidance and for this reason, Surah Al-Fatiha, which is the opening surah of the Quran, which we are supposed to be repeating so many times a day in Salah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it very clear in that particular surah that he is the owner of guidance. And this is why the supplication in that surah is, Guide us to the straight path, confirming that the guide is Allah, the one who grants us acceptance to follow upon a path that we have been explained is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we take a look at Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, or all the messengers, they were sent with guidance. But whether or not a person walks or treads the path of guidance is in the hands of Allah. So the first and foremost seed of guidance is to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guidance. When we read Surah Al-Fatiha, please, my brothers and sisters, do not just pay lip service to the tune and do not just uh, pay lip service to the surah by reading it without concentrating exactly what it means. It is the most powerful surah in the Quran. It is referred to as Ummul Quran. And as you know, that means the most important surah in the Quran. And this is why it is repeated so much. In it, there is the mercy of Allah that is being spoken about. The opening verse, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, confirming that He owns absolutely everything. He is the owner of entire creation. He is the Lord of the worlds, everything He made. He owns it completely, yet He says He is most forgiving, most merciful, or most beneficent, most merciful. That is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And He continues to say He is the owner of judgment, the owner of the day of judgment. And then He says, and this is the supplication we all make, you alone we seek guidance from you alone we ask for help subhanallah subhanallah you alone we worship and you alone we seek help from and thereafter the one and only supplication in this entire surah as i mentioned a few moments ago guide us to the straight path the path of those whom you have favored, not the path of those who have earned your anger, nor of those who have gone astray. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us with guidance. Amen. So my brothers and sisters, the seeds of guidance, firstly, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sincerely. We search for it also sincerely. The sincerity is extremely important. If someone wants to learn a point of goodness in terms of religion, in terms of getting close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the reason is in order to compete with people or to prove that I know more, then that is where it stops. In fact, one narration of the Prophet ﷺ, he says, whosoever seeks knowledge in order to compete with the knowledgeable or to prove a point to the ignorant, 
will not even smell the scent of paradise, even though the scent of paradise can be smelled from a long, long distance, a distance of 50 years or 500 years, according to the, the different narrations. So for us to have the correct intention is extremely important. I must learn for me to put into practice. I'm worried about myself. I'm worried about my Jannah. And at the same time, once I've learned and I've put into practice, I will then pass the message on, not so that I can prove myself to be a better person than everyone else or more knowledgeable, but because I'm genuinely concerned for the rest of humanity and the rest of mankind in order that they may too achieve Jannah or they may achieve Jannah too. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all Jannah. So the seeds of guidance, importance for us, is very important for us to speak about it, but more important is for us to understand it and put it into practice. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us. Secondly, the guidance is achieved, obviously, by the gift of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And He uses various ways to tap us. Sometimes a person achieves guidance whilst they have a lot of goodness in their life. They have not yet tasted difficulty or calamity. They turn to Allah and that is the best of people. Those who have turned to Allah at times of ease. And then you will find Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be with you and he will definitely assist you at times of difficulty. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us. But some people through the blessing of Allah, the gift of Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides them because, or should I say, through a sickness that they have been afflicted with, through a difficulty they have got, through financial loss, through the death of a loved one, through some form of issue that they are going through that is negative, the pressure of society, you know, the various friends that they may have that might be harming them, or they may find that if those friends are harmed and they don't understand what's going on and they're worried about themselves, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses them through this because if that brings one closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is indeed a gift of Allah. And we've always said, and we will continue to say, that sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes us sick and ill in order for us to return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a beautiful way. You know, sometimes you have medication and that medication does not help. And we will visit a doctor after a doctor and it does not help. And what happens if such a person was not close to Allah and Allah loved the person enough to want them to turn to him, then they understand and realize at that juncture that you know what? I have a Lord. He is the owner of cure. And then they say, Allahumma shfini. Oh Allah, grant me cure. And by doing that, they actually turn to Allah for the first time in their lives. And if that's the case, wasn't it a gift? Wasn't it a gift of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? But at the same time, Sickness can be a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because with us who believe, we understand that whenever we have sickness or negativity, it should draw us closer to Allah. Sometimes shaitan seizes the opportunity and draws people away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is why when people have sickness and they are calling out to Allah and Allah prolongs that sickness, maybe because Allah loves the way we worship Allah when we are sick and ill. We are much more sincere. We are genuine. We cry out to Allah in such a beautiful way that He loves it so much that He wants to keep us in that condition for our own elevation. Yet, we become fed up after a while and we become sick of it and we begin to resort to means of cure that are not prescribed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala let alone not being prescribed, but that are prohibited. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. May Allah make us from amongst those who appreciate His gifts upon us. 
The fact that we are sitting here and breathing today is a gift of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the house, one of the houses from amongst the houses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And for us to be here, surely there must be something that Allah loves about us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala love us even more. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst those who love him genuinely and not just by mouth. Amen. So my brothers and sisters, it's important for us to repent to Allah. Repentance and istighfar was done by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam between 70 and 100 times a day. Some narrations have actually taken it further. And if we take a look at the authentic narrations, they, they say Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam sought the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 100 times a day. Subhanallah. More than 70 times a day in another narration. Authentic. What about us? Subhanallah. You know, days pass, weeks pass. And sometimes we might have paid lip service to the term istighfar, you know, astaghfirullah. After salah, we say it thrice immediately after the farad salah without even picking up what we've actually said. So to be honest with you, we need to make a difference. When we say astaghfirullah, oh Allah, I seek your forgiveness. I'm asking you to forgive me. If Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, who did not need it, did it so often, what about us? And one of the main reasons is not only does it wipe out the sins, but it draws us closer to Allah and gives us the opportunity to achieve guidance because istighfar is one of the seeds of guidance. To be able to ask Allah to forgive you and for me to be able to ask Allah to forgive me is already a seed of guidance that I am sowing. And inshallah, if I water it correctly, it will grow into a huge plant which will develop into a tree that will bear fruit by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we need to ask Allah's forgiveness. Don't think for a moment that what have I done wrong? Why must I ask for forgiveness? That is shaitan. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam did not need it, but he did it. So if we follow his example, we know we are human. To be honest, our thoughts sometimes are not correct. The way we operate is not correct. The jokes we utter sometimes are not correct. The way we speak is not correct. Sometimes we don't even know we are sinning. And if we were to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness regularly by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we would be from amongst those who, are, who have a better relationship with our own maker. May Allah bless us and our offspring. And may he bless the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Another seed of guidance, and this is a gift of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is to make an effort to be able to make an effort in the right direction. Do not think that, okay, I'm asking Allah for guidance and I've sought forgiveness. Now the guidance will come to me whilst I'm reclining in my bed during the time of Salatul Fajr. That is impossible. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. I need to make an effort. I need to use the capacity, the power that Allah has given me to, to, to achieve the goodness. I need to make an effort to achieve the pleasure of Allah. Without that effort, you are not going to be able to achieve the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is not easy to come for Salatul Jumu'ah. It is not easy to get up for Salatul Fajr, especially when the timing is very awkward or should I say we're not used to it because of the, the various countries we come from and the different timings and time zones and so on. All this is irrelevant when it comes to the love of Allah and a person who really wants to achieve guidance, they don't mind what time it is for as long as it's the time of Salatul Fajr, they are up. Subhanallah. We complain, you know, I slept very late, so I skipped my Fajr. A'udhu Billah. You slept very late no matter what. You should have got up at the time of Fajr, read your Fajr and perhaps slept after that instead of missing entire Fajr. What type of guidance does such a person want who does not even make an effort? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us. And can I tell you, if we think that, okay, you know, it's just one salah that I've missed, others are missing many salawat. That is from the devil. That is shaitan trying to unseed you or unseed that 
beautiful guidance that you've just shown, subhanallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us. Look at it the other way. If we miss Salatul Fajr, we need to tell ourselves that there are billions of others who have not missed it today. Why should I be on the wrong camp or in the wrong camp? Why should I be from amongst those who have missed out when there are billions of people? Literally, there are millions and billions of people who have read the Salah and they've read it on time. Subhanallah, I miss out and I'm the one who's just been sleeping. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala still gives me the honor and the dignity where people look at me with respect. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. May he make us from amongst those who are not embarrassed, neither in the dunya nor in the akhirah. Amen. So my brothers and sisters, the effort that is required is also a seed from amongst the seeds of guidance that will bear fruit by the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Make an effort, make an effort to dress appropriately. There is no point in telling people, you know, pray for me, I need to dress properly. There are so many things I need to change. Start changing them. Start changing them by the help of Allah. Start changing the way you speak to your family members, the way you address those who work for you. Start changing that. Don't just say, I want guidance from Allah, pray for me. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. Yes, prayer is important, but when it comes with the correct intention, it will automatically lead you to making an effort. If that prayer came without the correct intention and we just paid lip service to it, we are never going to be able to change because the effort will not be made. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala strengthen us. May He make us from those who can make an effort. My brothers and sisters, it is best to come early for salah and read the mushaf or engage in a little bit of uh, adhkar, the dhikr, the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than to come late. Last minute we are rushing to the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The most important journey for us will be the journey into the hereafter. The most important journey for us is the journey into Jannah. May Allah grant us Jannah. But what guarantee do I have and you that we are definitely going to go straight to Jannah? May Allah grant us Jannah and may He grant us Jannah through His mercy without reckoning. We are weak. Our deeds are sometimes not even worth looking at. When we think of our own deeds, sometimes we are embarrassed. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant us Jannah. However, it is important that for that journey we make some form of preparation. Some form of preparation. Any long journey, everyone prepares. You know, you buy your ticket in advance, you make sure everything is in order, you get your visa in advance, you arrive at the airport two hours, three hours before the flight, you make sure your seats are okay, your luggage is alright, everything is okay, you make sure that in your bag that you are taking into the aircraft, you don't have, you know, liquids more than 100 mils and perhaps sharp objects and so many other things that are banned and then you go through security, they check you, they send you back, they put it back again. They make sure that you are all clean and okay and thereafter you enter the flight and you will sit on a seat that is designated for you and you alone. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us. I learn a lesson from this. We will all be traveling into the akhirah on a journey that is much more exciting than one who flies on an aircraft, even if you were flying first class. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us ease. That journey, you need preparation. You need to purchase a ticket to the correct destination. What's the point of saying, family, we're going on holiday. And instead of buying a ticket, going to a beautiful holiday resort, you end up going to a place where there is war that is broken out and you just land in the middle of it and you've put everyone at risk. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us ease. It does not mean that the ticket is cheap to that war zone that we should fly there. No, it does not mean that the ticket is cheap or they are offering it for free to a zone that we don't want to go, that we just fly there. No, even if the ticket is expensive to the destination we would like to go to, we will save up and make sure that we get there. The same applies to paradise. 
It has a journey that needs to be made. And that is from this world to the next. It's a journey. That journey requires preparation. And that preparation requires a great effort. And it requires dedication. Purchase your ticket to the correct destination by coming for salah. Purchase your ticket to the correct destination by dressing appropriately. Purchase your ticket to the correct destination by worshipping Allah alone and protecting yourself from anything that anyone has said is polytheism. Save, your, save yourself from that. I have a policy. If anyone has ever mentioned that a certain item is shirk, you stay away from it. You are safer. No point in arguing and debating. If someone has said this is wrong, the best thing for you to do is stay away from it because that which Allah requires from you, nobody debates it. Allahu Akbar, nobody debates it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us. And may he grant us ease. Similarly, you will purchase your ticket to the correct destination by understanding the message of the guide who came to tell you where the destination is and what it is all about. And that is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How will we be able to go to the correct destination when we've made no effort to know what its name is or what it's all about and how we can get there? Subhanallah, a person wants to travel from point A to point B but doesn't even know where point B is. Subhanallah. So an effort is required to learn. Learn. This goes back to that effort. It is impossible for us to achieve goodness if we do not know what goodness is. And it is almost impossible for us to abstain from evil if we do not know what the evil is and how to safeguard ourselves from it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us. So ensure that your baggage is correct. And when we say this, it is important for us to know that when we are traveling, we make sure that the baggage is correct. What about traveling into the Akhirah? Certain objects you're not allowed to take. If you have certain things, you will be sent back. You have to clear yourself of those items before you can cross. The same applies to Jannah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us. Same applies to our baggage. You have unnecessary things inside your bags. I recall a visit that someone made to India. He came back with peanuts, subhanAllah, literally peanuts. You know, salted, roasted peanuts from India and he paid a fortune because his weight was over. And people were, when the children later on at the destination were given these peanuts, they were throwing them all around. And he happened to stop all of them and gather them. And he told them, you better eat every single peanut. You don't know how much I have paid. Peanut, peanut. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. This is unnecessary items. You could have bought the peanuts at your destination. But when we are foolish, we don't understand. We don't realize. The same applies to us. We do certain things thinking that yes, we will go to Jannah and so on. Yet we wasted our time in the dunya. We wasted our health. When we had health, we did not read salah. When we had the good looks, we did not dress appropriately. Then comes the days later when we regret. Wallahi, regret is also a seed of guidance. Remember this. For as long as you're regretting whilst you are alive and breathing. It's a seed of guidance. If you sit and ponder over your actions in the past and you regret, that is actually such a great seed that is sown because it will lead to tawbah. It will lead to repentance and the warm tears. This is Allah. And this is the gift of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us. My brothers and sisters, let's make an effort. Let us ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another seed of guidance is to ensure that you are in the right company. Ya O you who believe, be conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and be with those who are truthful. Be with those who are the correct company, truthful to Allah, truthful to the messenger, truthful to the message of Islam, truthful to the reality that they are going to die one day and they also would like to go to Jannah. If people are focused all upon one goal and we happen to be in their company, automatically our focus will remain on the same goal. 
But if people are not focused on the same goal and we happen to be in their company, we will forget about what our goal is. Today, people have forgotten. Life is all about money, money and making money by hook or crook. And people who are supposedly good Muslimin, sometimes who even fulfill their salah because they are worried about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, sometimes they tend to forget that wallahi, there is more to this existence than just earning money. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from materialism. We see the beautiful vehicles around and immediately our heart inclines towards having the latest car and the latest phone and the latest everything because we see so many of that around. Put that on one side. Why don't we see those who are in the masjid very early and we say tomorrow I'm going to compete with this man. I will be here before him. Subhanallah. Tomorrow I want to compete with this sister today. She is dressed so appropriately. Inshallah, I will dress like that and even better. And we don't need to tell them because if we tell them, it may become an issue of arrogance and our sincerity may be lost. But we tell Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is why Allah says, you want to compete with one another, compete in goodness. In these type of good deeds, you see a man giving a charity and you tell yourself, Inshallah, quietly, I'm going to give more than that man. Subhanallah. Amazing. This is now in the right direction. And if we have the good company, the right company, no matter what, by the will of Allah, we will be guided in the correct way, in the correct path, by the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So one of the big seeds of guidance would be to be in the correct company. If we understand that, we will also understand that one of the seeds of misguidance is to be in the wrong company. You can be as good as you are. If you're in the wrong company, slowly but surely, the goodness will be washed away because you're in the wrong company. So this is why it's important for us to know some of these seeds of guidance for us to be able to achieve goodness in this world and the next. This world and the life in this world. Wallahi, it is very, very short. It is actually a few hours if you'd like to count. A few hours. And we don't have much time. By the will of Allah, steer yourself onto the right path and make sure you tread that path and make sure you understand the effort that is required. The condition of the heart is extremely important. One of the seeds of guidance is to remove hatred within your heart for other people for no reason. You know, we see someone, we become jealous. Jealousy is a seed of misguidance. If you would like to be guided, remove it from your heart. Subhanallah. We become jealous of people and we start worrying about what this one has and that one has. And in the process, we forget, where am I going? I'm not even going to get a moment to enjoy these luxuries that I'm busy fighting for. And I'm heading for my grave. And this is why understand one thing and understand it very well. No matter what you have in this world, when you are buried, it's just you and the shroud. That's it. Every single thing is left behind. No matter what you've earned, no matter what on earth you have in terms of possession, the only thing you carry with you, your deeds, your deeds alone, and that is what you will go with. Not even your body will you go with. Have you understood this? Not even the body I have. Am I going to take into the Akhirah? Not even the body. The body is going to be lowered into the grave. My soul will separate from the body and depart as Allah wills and how He wills. It will go wherever He wants into the barzakh and later on it will be resurrected in a way that He wants. Jalla wa ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us to understand. We fight over petty matters, petty issues. I was not promoted, he was promoted. I will not speak to him or I'm going to leave the job and so on. Subhanallah, subhanallah. May Allah help us and guide us to make the correct decisions in life. 
my brothers and sisters, I've just mentioned some of the seeds of guidance. I hope and I pray that we can expand on this at some point. And I hope and I pray that by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we can learn to love one another. Because loving one another for the sake of Allah is a great seed of guidance. The ummah, we are part of one ummah. Today, we look for any reason to cut relations. We look for any reason to create a distance. It is supposed to be the other way around. We are supposed to be looking for the smallest reason that will unite us. And this is when the strength of the ummah will be manifest. And this is when the people will not be able to tread all upon us. And they will not be able to destroy us because we love each other because of the few common factors that we have. Not that we hate each other because I think slightly different from you in two points in your life. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide this ummah. May he make us learn to love one another, to respect one another, to be able to reach out to one another and to be able to help ourselves firstly and then be able to help the rest of the ummah when it comes to guidance and learning and putting into practice and making an effort. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide us by saying, Beloved brothers and sisters, it's important for us every day to spend time sending blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Definitely the narration states that whosoever sends blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam once, he will receive the minimum of tenfold of that. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all. It's important for us to understand why we should be sending blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The choice is Allah's. Allah has chosen him, has chosen him as Afdalul Khalqi wa Akramul Rusuli. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed him to be the guide who came to us to show us the path. And he came and he, subhanallah, against all odds, against the enemies who tried to attack, against the armies that came to attack, against so many difficulties of the people who tried to keep him quiet. Subhanallah. If Allah wanted, the message could have come without any effort. It would have been delivered. No one would have harmed him. No one would have tried anything. And the message could have come, but we would not have appreciated it. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to know that whenever you tread the path of goodness, there will always be people who will be against you, who will try to you know, distract you, who will try to make you give up the goodness that you are upon. All these are the tests of Allah. If you continue and you persevere and you bear patience, by the help of Allah, you will join the ranks. Inshallah, you will join the company and the companionship of those who did the same from amongst an-nabiyyina was-siddiqina was-shuhada'i was-salihin. From amongst the messengers, from amongst the truthful, from amongst the martyrs, from amongst the pious, and so on. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us. So, with this in mind, we say, Sallu wa sallimu yarhamukumullah ala nabi al Mustafa wal Habib al Mujtaba kama amarakum bidalika rabbukum jalla wa ala. Qala azza wa jalla inna allaha wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi. Ya ayyuhal ladina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Allahumma fasalli wa sallim wa barik wa anim ala abdika wa rasulika muhammadin afdal al khalq. أفضل الخلق وأكرم الرسل ورضى اللهم عن خلفائه الراشدين الأئمة المهديين أبي بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي اللهم ارض عنهم وعن سائر الصحابة والتابعين وعنا معهم بمنك وكرمك يا أكرم الأكرمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم آمنا في أوطاننا وأصلح أئمتنا وولاة أمورنا واجعل ولايتنا في من خافك واتقاك واتبع رضاك يا رب العالمين اللهم انصر الذين أخرجوا من ديارهم بغير حق إلا أن يقول ربنا الله اللهم أغثنا اللهم أغثنا اللهم أغثنا ولا تجعلنا من القانطين اللهم اشفنا اللهم اشف مرضانا ومرضى المسلمين وارحم موتانا وموت المسلمين وارحمنا إذا صرنا إلى ما صاروا إليه اللهم ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين واجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم ربنا آتنا في 
الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم عباد الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربة وأنهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد والحمد لله رب العالمين